Hello and welcome to What's Past This Podcast. My name's Steve. I'm James. I'm Damien. And I'm Robert. And uh, welcome to this special Doctor Who episode of the show. And if that's your thing and you're watching on YouTube, why not like, comment and subscribe? And if you're listening to us on any other platform, please hit that follow button. So um, when you're, when you're who's been watching, uh, see, jokes on you because I can just carry on uh, my monotone drawl while everyone's talking over me. Perfectly happy. <laughs> so uh, who's been watching the new series of Doctor Who? Not me. I haven't watched them yet. I have. I reluctantly say I have. Yeah. So, okay, so all of us apart from Robert. Have we all seen up to episode four? Yes. Yes. Which has been released at time of recording. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, thoughts on the series so far? Spoiler free. Steve? Um, It's quite interesting. It sort of harks back to the... uh, um, how Doctor Who was made a little bit back uh, in uh, sort of the first seven Doctors, eight Doctors. Yeah. You know, uh, the, a, a story over a few episodes rather than a different story every uh, episode. Um, I'm not too sure. Um, it's okay. There's some interesting bits, some good bits. Um, yeah. Um, personally, I think it's an improvement on the previous two series. Um, I mean, well, I'm certainly I'm enjoying it more um, than the previous two series, but I don't know. I think that's what I've been sort of thinking for a while is that going back to a kind of serialized format is is really good for the show in terms of you know moving with the times and that kind of thing, making it more more like a box set type you know thing, which is popular mm. at the moment. I think is a good thing, and it. Kind of, uh, I don't know, it's not like that in the sense that it isn't exactly one continuous story. It, it is still sort of doing standalone episodes, but uh, but I, I don't know, I'm, I'm enjoying it in, you know, to some extent. So, yeah. so there's a little bit of hope for the show then? Yes, but in my opinion, that's all it's got going for it. <laughs> that's all it's got going. A little but, bit of hope. Yeah, uh, t- just a tiny bit of hope. Just from what James or from what James has just explained, that's going back to the kind of storyline a bit. Tiny yeah. bit of hope, but it's Chris Chibnall, so there's no hope. Yeah. When does <laughs> <laughs> when does uh, Russell T Davis take over? Good question, James. Um, I think it's a year's time for the. Oh yeah, there's, there's a couple of specials and a few specials before that. Mm. Yeah, there's a a New Year's Day special. I think an Easter special and one more. Um, but I think, does he take over for the anniversary or the 60th anniversary? Actually, you know, I'm not sure. I think that'd be good if he does take over by the time the 60th anniversary comes around. Yeah, I'm sure he he is there for at least the 60th anniversary. I can't remember if he's there for, you know what? I don't know. I'm not yeah. sure whether it's a year or if it's two years. But He's returning to the series in 2023, which also happens to be the show's 60th anniversary. 60th anniversary, yeah. Oh, okay, well, it was cool. the 58th anniversary yesterday. Yes. Um, yeah, I hope that the serialised format continues with 
Russell again. I think it would be a good way forward, but I, I kind of want it to be a bit more like they had in the classic series where it was just like basically one story but spread over a, mm. you know a number of episodes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that format was a lot better. Um cuz a lot of these recent episodes are just to be honest, I don't even know what they're about half the time. <laughs> Very rushed, so, I think. That's yeah. problem with a lot of Yeah. You know, post 2005 you know, episodes, they're very rushed. Yeah, yeah. I've got to say, with this whole Flux event, it very much feels like the Matt Smith episode of Doctor Who, uh, um, more specifically the episode called The Pandorica Opens, which was which was first broadcast in 19th of June 2010. So almost 11 years ago. It's, so 11 years later, they basically copied the exact same formula for, the, oh. for an episode. Of all, all the, ran, the random Doctor Who enemies are just there. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Or part of the episode. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I suppose, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think the, the whole sort of flux idea is a bit vague. Like, it hasn't, so far, it hasn't really played into the overall story very much. Like, it's, mm. there's a lot of threads going on and it's a bit difficult to sort of follow them all or to, you know, see how they all connect together. Um, I bet, I'm willing to bet that they're going to follow up on what Flux is on <laughs> chapter six, basically the last chapter. Yeah, which, which worries me a little bit because it just seems like each episode so far has been like adding more stuff and more stuff and more stuff without, mm. you know, you'd expect by episode four they maybe start to tie things together more, um, yeah. but we're still just shoveling things on. It very much feels like uh, children playing with their toys going, and then Superman comes in and flies a kite, and then Deadpool comes and uh, and then Superman kills him, but then Deadpool is alive, but then this happens, and then that happens, and then this egg happens. It very much feels like that. Okay. Yeah, it does feel a little structureless. and Mm. um, Yeah, I, I think either the ending will either be really rushed or it will fail to kind of tie everything together, uh, or both. Um, mm-hmm. I'm willing to bet it's going to be one of those three three that you just said. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think really like what this format should do is do what sort of, um, you know, crime dramas do really well, which is introduce a mystery and then it, it deepens and then... But by the end, you tie everything up and it's really kind of neat and, and tidy and you know the answers um, by the end, you know. Uh, I, I think that's... And, and and that's why those that form of TV is so popular at the moment is because, although it's long form, it keeps you interested because you want to know the answers and it pays, it pays off in the end because you find out the answers. And yeah. I think that's kind of what the show needs to do and you know if it's just like we need to keep the audience interested by throwing more stuff at the screen all the time then it uh you fail to fulfill that promise of this will all be wrapped up at the end sort of thing there's a lot of theories going about uh in regards to who uh swarm and azure really are that yeah. they, they, they seem to think that they are certain people from the doctor's past i don't know what do you think do you think they are somebody else or just they actually really are just swarm and azure you i don't know I reckon it's something from the Doctor's future that is basically confused. Plus, also, yeah, they seem to, they seem to have um, 
Uh, it employed, well, more or less each of every one of the Doctor's enemies as part of the Division, aren't they? And even the Doctor himself, uh, himself herself as well. Yeah, it seems like a, maybe a slightly lazy way of sort of tying all these, or trying to tie these things together without actually having much coherence. I don't know. I There's the whole sort of thread of like the the Time Lords before, you know, the the ancient history of Gallifrey and all that kind of stuff is yeah. I don't I don't know. I really don't know at this point. It's um I'm struggling to keep track of it all to be honest. Hmm. So does does uh, old enemies appear in this flux series? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah the very yeah. uh the enhanced Cybermen as I like to call them. They're in it. The yeah. um Daleks briefly, yeah. briefly. The Daleks are in it briefly as well. Yes. Um, so, so, is that Sontarans? I'm yeah. thinking of, uh, I'm thinking of the um, raisins right now instead of the potatoes. <laughs> um, the weeping angels. Yep, weeping angels are in it, and they're now playing a big part in it. Spoilers. Yeah. Yep. Who else is in it? Oh yeah, um, the Doctor's either past or future self. It's still very much unknown, even though it's not. Is it that yeah. lady? Is it? Yeah, uh, it, 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 I think it is the past self. I would say it's still very yeah, confusing, though. So. That whole that whole Joe Martin thing yeah. is still confusing to me. I, I I still think it's I think that's the Doctor's past self myself. Mm. Yeah, I think so. Because she, she gets a I don't remember you. How come I can't remember you? It's, it's, yeah, somehow her memory's been wiped, and she can only remember so far back. Further than that, it disappeared the memory. Hopefully yeah. there'll be an answer as to why that's happened as well at some point. Yeah, I think part of the problem with this series is that it's focusing a lot on that stuff, which carries on from the last series, which yeah is fine in and of itself, but I think it's to the detriment of the story at hand uh, in a little... You know, I feel like it should either be all about one thing or all about the other, but it's kind of jumbling, jumbling mm. two different things, two different yeah. threads together. Well, just a question though, with, uh, with the Joe Martin Doctor thing, uh, would you guys prefer her to be the Doctor's past self or future self, or do you just not mind? Future self, because I don't want it to mess with anything in the past, because it's already mm-hmm. ruining that. Uh, what uh, that one episode has already ruined the law of Doctor Who for me. Mm. Right, like um, it ruined it ruined what I loved about Doctor Who, basically. Yeah, and how 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 come it did that for you? Just out of interest. It's just another uh, case of wow, you thought this was the eleventh Doctor, or you thought the, uh, this was the ninth Doctor. Well, no, yeah. they end up being the three million nine hundred thirty second Doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, no, think, it's just I like, think it's just why don't mess with something that's already good. Yeah, Add to yeah. it, not yeah, remove yeah. or replace. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think, I think personally as well, I, I'd, I'd prefer it to, for, for, for them to say that's it's a, it's a future self as well. I think, um, because then, I don't know. Within the show, I think, um, if it is her past self, it's like it spoils that whole first female Doctor thing. Um, but obviously not in real life, but like just regarding the story um if that makes sense yeah uh, yeah yeah i think i think the other thing as well is like the idea that this this character is the most important character in the time lord's history or something is 
it's very predictable. It's very kind of what you'd expect them to do if they were, you know, it's like, the, I think the thing that, one of the things that makes the character particularly unique amongst kind of long running hero characters or whatever is that they are just kind of a normal person. They don't have like mega superpowers or like, they're not like the chosen one or anything like that. It's just a person that got bored living on this planet and decided to run away and have adventures which I think is more interesting than it's like, oh, you're the chosen one. And it, it feels very kind of disnified and generic, like, oh, you know, of course, of course, the timeless child is the Doctor. You know, it couldn't possibly be anyone else, because... It couldn't possibly have been the Master. That would have been more interesting. Yeah. But I don't really see the... I'm not really that interested in, like, the ancient history of Gallifrey and all that kind of stuff. I don't really want to know about the Doctor's origins, you know. It's... It's more interesting if it's a mystery. I yeah, think. Mm. like mm. I, I really hope they don't reveal the Doctor's name. I want that to still be a mystery. Oh yeah, I mean it's like what what what's the, what would be the point? Because you can never come up with an answer that's that satisfying. everyone would like. Yeah, it's like you, what what are you gonna do? Come up with a silly alien sounding name? It's not. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't think you can. Like you said, I don't think you can come up with a name that justifies not revealing it until that point no um so yeah i i think it should stay a mystery like you said. Mm. i agree because it's like either you either you make up a name which would just be silly yeah or you reveal that the doctor's actually secretly been someone else this whole time which would just be pointless and stupid anyway they should have just left it as it is just add to I'd just add new stories instead of replacing stories. Yeah, it, I think sort of being examining the past too much is a bit. Yeah, it's. I mean, they they tried to do this in the eighties as well before the show got axed. That they started hinting that the Doctor was actually, you know, uh, something more than he was, or something. And it, mm. it's just, I don't know. It's just not very. It's just very Hollywood, you know. But yeah, I don't know. Like for me, with this new series. I've got to say, I I have probably enjoyed each episode more than the previous one. So yeah, I thought episode one was a bit wasn't very good. Mm. Episode two was okay. Yeah, I, I agree did with like you on that one. I did like episode three quite a lot, and then episode four as well. I I did enjoy quite yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. And even though I haven't watched them, they sound like they're at least a slight improvement from the last series. At least with episode four, there's no, there's nothing like, oh, Doctor, what's this? Oh, Doctor, I'm Scouse and I'm going to ask you so many questions. Oh, Doctor, oh, what's that? Is that a lamppost? Oh, no, is it a camera? What's that? It's a camera, isn't it? At least there's none of that in uh, episode four. Well, not none, there's very much less of that in episode four, or chapter four. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the same problem that, the companions in recent years have largely been sort of cardboard cutouts that are just there to, you know, spout out. I mean, the companions have always been there to spout exposition, but I think that they do tend to be particularly wooden in, you know, recent years and having three of them didn't help. And mm. I think I think they should always have the companion do something. Like, um, like for example, Rose Tyler and Donna Noble, for example, if I was to use the David Tennant era, They'd done something. They were vital to the storylines. Yeah. 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 Whereas 
the companions in the recent years from um, from well, pretty much most of Jodie Whittaker era of Doctor Who, they're yep. expen- expendable. Yeah. They can literally be killed off and no one cares. I, to be honest, I struggle to remember their character names, to be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all I yeah. remember is that people are trying to ship Doctor and Yaz together. That's literally all I... That's the only reason why I know Yaz's name, uh, character, I don't, the character name. I don't understand that at all. No, I, I, don't. Don't see mm. a, I don't see a shred of chemistry between them. No. No. Especially with the later, these latest episodes. It's like the Doctor hates Yaz. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I just think it's like people are almost kind of... And I think it's the same with Joe Martin's Doctor as well, a little bit, that people seem to really like her as the Doctor, which is, is fine, you know. But I, I think it's a little bit weird because there's been so little of her. It's like, can you really kind of go, oh, yeah, she's amazing. It's like, well... She's barely had any time on screen, but I think a lot with a lot of these characters, they're so vague that people can kind of um, imprint their own impressions or mm. their own desires for these characters onto them, and kind of go, "Oh yeah, they're they're great." You know, they they can kind of make them what they want to be because there's so little there. Yep. So mm. they 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 particularly you know they they really like if the you know the the doctor had a a relationship with with Yaz and so they 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 kind of make this up that there's chemistry there even if there's nothing actually on screen but you see uh, this is how um fan fiction is made so uh right. so basically fan fictions can be made of doctor who uh, basically doctor and yaz james oh i'm sure I'm sure that already exists but i i liked episode 3 because it was quite experimental and i like it when doctor who does weird experimental stuff uh, like uh, Heaven Sent from a few years ago, or Turn Left. Mm. That was a good episode. Uh, oh, I love, I love the Turn Left episode. That oh was yeah, a good episode, yeah. Or yeah, uh, even like Vincent and the Doctor a, a little bit. You know, do, mm. doing something that's quite different. And I mm-hmm. felt that episode three was kind of like that a little bit. Um, kind of just doing some kind of weird surreal stuff was was quite fun. And different. It reminded me of a, a bit of a uh, an audio story called Zagreus, which is the I think it's the fortieth anniversary story, and it basically has a bunch of the Doctors and companions playing different roles from their usual ones, and it's this kind of really surreal story pieced together from all these different plot threads, and it's got these kind of weird and bizarre, you know, like Peter Davison's playing like a talking duck and all this stuff like that, it just like weird, weird off the wall stuff, and it kind of reminded me a bit of that. He said it's a great. Oh, um, that was also streamed with the um, Scream of the Shalker animated series. Oh, right. Oh, okay. I've never seen Scream of the Shalker, must, must I? I have. It's all right, but, you know, it's come to as you expect. Can I imagine the um, audiobooks, like, they're describing what they see, but on the, on the animation, they're describing what they see whilst pointing at what they're seeing. Like, yeah. Like, I can see it myself. You don't need to tell me. That is a common feature of, um, yeah, of the audios that. Oh, look, look, Doctor! It's a, um, it's like a giant squid coming out of the wall, and it's coming right <laughs> towards it. You know all that kind of stuff. It's kind of just part of the genre, really. But yeah, that story it has a lot of people. Like it has a massive cast list. Um, oh yeah, no, it's 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 not Sir Peter Davison. It's Sophie Aldred playing Captain Duck. <laughs> Captain Duck. <laughs> yeah. Nicholas Courtney, the brigadier, plays 
the TARDIS. It's just, yeah, plays it's, the TARDIS. <laughs> I can't even remember. It's it's a very strange, very strange. It's four hours long. It's uh, amazing. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah anyway. Um, and episode four I, I liked as well. I thought it was just, I mean, it was fairly standard kind of what you expect, Weeping Angels story, but it was just kind of quite well done and it had some nice imagery and nicely directed and nice ideas in there. I love the imagery, but in the last one minute of that episode, they suddenly decided to cheap out on, G- on CGI. Did you yeah. see it? Like the doctor, uh, the doctor was, um, in that scene with the doctor, the last weeping angel um, mm. definitely looked like plastic or rubber. Yeah. Do, some of the, it's do, weird. Do you guys like, know what I mean? Robert won't, uh, I'm not going to tell no, Robert this, no. but do you guys know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It is, it's weird, isn't it? There's been some really, really good CGI in this series, like some really great CGI. And then there's been some really, really shoddy, yeah. Like, do you remember there's a, sh- a shot in the first episode, there's this planet being destroyed and there's like just some, some people kind of, some aliens sort of running towards the camera and the planet gets destroyed. But, and it was like, look really, really, uh, yeah, like like it was from at least 10 years ago. Mm. Like this, it was not very good quality. Um, but they, it's weird that yeah. in all four of these, they have like 90% of it is decent CGI. Mm. And then they have this like one minute or two minutes worth of really bad CGI. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Mm. The Daleks in episode three as oh, well. Was... That was just like uncanny valley for me. Yeah. We touched on that in a previous episode. <laughs> the, um, the Daleks supposedly, they I don't know if you've heard about this, they have supposedly a contract, a, a contract with... Um, Ter- with the Terry Nation estate, Terry Nation, the guy who created the Daleks, that they have to appear once in every season to be allowed to keep using them in the show. Oh right, because they own the they own the rights to the Daleks, so oh, to right. continue to use them in Doctor Who, the BBC have to include them once every series. Even if it's so, wow. they could possibly get away with a cameo. Yeah. It's just like a random picture of a Dalek. <laughs> Here's a Dalek, then we can use them for another series. Yeah, literally, yeah. <laughs> Supposedly, I don't... Uh-huh. Yeah. That, so I I wouldn't be surprised if that's what that was, because it was like, oh, there's Daleks in it, but they, yeah, they don't do anything. They just kind of glide past and that's it. <laughs> they didn't do anything. <laughs> they weren't interested. <laughs> no. They're like, oh, we've been here before, which I can't be bothered with them anymore. <laughs> I imagine they might be in the New Year's special, seeing as the last two oh, okay. New Year's specials have been Dalek ones. But right. we'll mm-hmm. see. I really wish that they uh, reverted the Cybermen back to the David Tennant era. Mm-hmm. Just because mm. they were, to me, they are more scarier looking than these new Cybermen. Yeah. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're a bit duller, but if you make a, if you make an enemy all too powerful, like, very powerful, yeah. then all you've got left is to d- dull them down. Like, all that's all you can do without making them seem OP. I've actually forgotten yeah. what the new Cybermen even look like. They're basically like the, they're basically like the David Tennant Cybermen decided to slim down, decided to go to uh, a slimming course or something. Okay. Yeah, I, pr- I, I prefer the Cybermen when they use more like they were in... Um, World Enough and Time from a couple of years ago. 
the original uh the original Cyberman where it's kind of creepy body horror stuff. Oh um, yeah, that one as well. Yeah. Oh yes. You should either go back to that or the David Tennant yeah. era. I Cyberman. mean there was a few different iterations of the the Cyberman in that episode, wasn't there? Yeah. yeah or in that couple of episodes, yeah. You see them yeah. like different ones over time. Oh. Yeah, I like that kind of when they do the the sort of more body horror aspect of it, like you know, they're more like basically zombies in survival suits rather than super yes. robots, yeah, super that's robot true, yeah. that's... kill machines. You know, yeah, mm. that's quite a good description actually. Because I think they're like for me at least, they, their appeal is more in the fact that they're, um, you know, it's this kind of zombie thing more than. You know, they're they're more creepy than they are like dangerous, if that makes sense. Like they're yeah. In the same way, that the the thing that's more interesting about the Daleks is that they're an analogy for fascism rather than mm. rather than just being like robot killing machines. You know, I really think one um, Doctor Who should bring back some old enemies. For example, um, a ser- on Sarah Jane Adventures, the Trickster. Yeah, bring it, bring Trickster back. Um, we don't want them. We don't want the um, Slovene back. No way. Um, <laughs> Why? Because all, all, all you need is some vinegar, splish splash, and they've gone. <laughs> I mean, it's that easy. <laughs> um, right, one of these enemies is literally just called robots. That's not helpful. <laughs> I haven't seen it since it was broadcast, really, so I don't remember very well. I haven't seen it at all. I've only watched uh, Tortured. It's the only spin-off. Oh, yeah, Steve's just pointed out something now. Where on Sarah Jane Adventures, there's a, um, I think it's the episode called The Day of the Clown. Yeah, it looks like it. And yeah, um, yeah this char- this kind of Pied Piper character was played by Bradley Walsh. Like, yeah. uh, he's like the, uh, he looks like he's sort of the um, uh, ringleader, if you like, yeah. of, a, of a circus, yeah. you know. Yeah, I remember that episode. I, don't. I didn't realise it was Bradley Walsh. Though. Yeah. yeah. Steve just pointed it out now. That also, that robot also looks like the ro- not not that one, the one, the red one. Looks like the robot that was. Uh, that Matt Lucas's head got put into. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, in one of the episodes in the first series, we uh, decided to try and cast um, a production of Midsummer Night's Dream with only actors from Doctor Who. So we thought we'd do that again, except with. We were going to cast uh, Star Wars with actors from Doctor Who. Essentially so, swapping uh, sci-fi franchises. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, well, the uh, the obvious one is um, Peter Cushing appears in both. Well, um, yeah, he does. He, yeah. Was, he played the Doctor in those 60s Dalek films and yes. he plays, I can't remember the character. I mean, oh, Peter he... Cushing definitely has one of those evil faces anyway. Well, had those that he was in a lot of the old Hammer horror films. It was actually more as a goodie than a baddie, actually. How many of the characters are we doing? All of them. (laughs) What do you mean, all of them? Be a week. (laughs) David's going to have fun editing. Yes, um, (laughs) just realised that myself. Uh, So, John Bishop's (laughs) character. So, for John Bishop, I'm thinking. I, I spoke to Robin and Steve about this earlier. I was thinking oh, yeah. he could be a stormtrooper who never yeah. takes off his helmet and who never talks. 
<laughs> but then Rob decided to suggest um, he's the stormtrooper that hits his head on the doorway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can put it on. Even though I haven't watched the new episodes, but just from the feedback that I'm getting, he can be that one. <laughs> Who play um, Darth Vader then? <laughs> You'll love this, Chris Rackleson. <laughs> A northern Darth Vader. <laughs> I was gonna, I, I was gonna go with the obvious and say John Sims actually. John Sims, yeah, the master, yeah, invite the master. Yeah, David Tennant. I would think he'd David be Tennant. more of the um, uh, Sidious. Okay, Sidious. Uh, yeah, Sidious. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. I think I'd go f- uh, for maybe Tom Baker just because he has such a, a sort of uh, rich voice. Mm. Mm. Well, that, uh, yeah, a rich and voice is tall. a yes. rich voice, and being very tall is very much needed for Darth Vader. Yes. Oh, so yes. Johnson would definitely be good for for Sidious because Sidious is kind of wacky. Okay. But not. Yeah, yeah, no, like, I know. And basically, how Johnson played the master would be brilliant for uh, for Sidious, really. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. My question okay. then to you is: Who would play Yoda? Oh, <laughs> the face one, of yeah. Bo, the person who played face of Bo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so, uh, John Leeson, the voice of K nine. <laughs> <laughs> that would work. Yeah, yeah. Um, I gotta say though, Jody would take her for Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Um, I mean, it's very much a Marmite situation with Jodie Whittaker. People either love it or hate it. And that people either love or hate Jaja Binks as well. So, uh, <laughs> do, you, works. do you hate or love Jaja Binks? I love Jaja Binks, but I hate Jodie Whittaker. I just, you know. <laughs> uh, which actress would play um, Princess Leia? Ooh, ooh. The one female character in, in the Star Wars franchise. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, there, oh, no. there's more than one now, there's. Yeah, there's like three now. There's <laughs> <laughs> um, Padme, is that what she's called? Yeah. In the prequels, and yep. then Ray. Yeah. Okay, three, three female characters. So that's, um, yeah. Well, um, Pad- Padme's uh, extremely wooden, isn't she? And Jenna Coleman's uh, quite wooden, so maybe that. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> no, I think uh, Yaz could be that one. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, there's no character whatsoever. <laughs> whereas Jen- uh, whereas um, Coleman def- definitely uh, has a bit extra to play. Maybe they can play Ray. Okay. Yeah, that's actually, actually what I was thinking. J- Jenna can, can be Ray. So um, I'm thinking now, the person who... Uh, Christopher Ryan, who yeah. um, is normally the Santarans. Oh, yeah. Um well, basically, he plays uh, most of the Sontarans. Uh, he should play what Peter Cushing's character is in Star Wars. Oh. You know, um, the kind of commander who yeah. thinks they're above everyone else. Most talking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Christopher yeah, Ryan was actually in the TV sitcom Bottom. The Weaver? No, the TV sitcom <laughs> Bottom. <laughs> With Rick Mayo. Yes, and Ed Edmondson. Yeah. I think it's... Um... Um, Dan Starkey usually plays a lot of the. Well, he yeah, plays Stratus anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He does, yeah. I don't know. I think maybe the Peter Cushion character, I might go for someone. I don't know. 
bit more sort of well-spoken. And I'm thinking for the character of Obi-Wan, it could be uh, David Tennant. He's got the energy. He's still got the energy in it for that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. What were you going to say, Stu? Um, I've forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> for Peter Cushing's character. Uh, no, I don't think it was for that. It was something else and I've forgotten. I was going to say Derek Jacobi, maybe. Oh, as what? As what? As Peter Cushing's character. That could also work. Yeah, yeah. that would be good. Who play uh, Han Solo. I possibly reckon John Barrowman is... Um... Yeah, actually, I can kind of imagine that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that yeah. work. Yeah. Captain yeah. Jack was a we, bit like that, wasn't we he? We all yeah, know what John Barrowman's like. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, there From is that. The <laughs> yeah, yeah, that aside. Yeah, yeah. we don't yes, talk that about that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I mean, the main one, obviously, is um, uh, Luke. Yeah. Matt Smith? Uh, yeah, I can see it. A um, young a, uh, a young doctor who needs to learn. What, the word, what about Arthur Scarville? Scarville? Is it Scarville? Darville. Darville. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Arthur, if you're listening. Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 Hmm. I think I might have got mixed up with Arthur Scargill. <laughs> I think Arthur um, Darville. <laughs> I think Arthur would work as a young Obi Wan, okay. like a young young yeah. Obi Wan. Did you see him in um, uh, Treasure Island, the National Theatre? No broadcast. It was it was one of the ones that was broadcast at home. Oh right, no, I didn't see him that in the start of the pandemic. It was yeah, he played um, uh, Long John Silver. Did he? Yeah, oh. yeah, he was very good actually. Okay, wasn't expecting to say that character. To be fair, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he's obviously uh, quite versatile, I think. Would you reckon Karen Gillian as Leia? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I can kind hmm. of. Yeah, actually, in a way, um, young Peter Davison has that kind of youthful uh, quality that you know Mark Hamill has a little bit. I kind of see that. I mean, they're both blonde, so you know. Who would play um, R2-D2 and C-3PO? Well, whoever's playing the Daleks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He could be the voice of C-3PO. So, so it basically, it's a Dalek and a Cyberman. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're both voiced by Nick Briggs. So, there you go. Who do you reckon should play Jabba the Hutt? Hmm. Needs to be um, big and commanding. Think they are... the. Uh, the best of all worlds, Chris Fackleston. <laughs> uh, wow. You are hiring him for a lot of roles. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, most... he wants all the roles. He's going to be the mo- most paid actor on Star Wars at uh, this <laughs> Peter Capaldi could play the uh, Peter Cushing one, actually. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. thinking, actually. Yeah. That'd be a good one. Replace peas with peas. Yeah. Where's Peter Cushion with Peter Capaldi? <laughs> yeah. Peter C with Peter C. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. um, what's his name again who played... Um, I forgot even the character's name now. Uh, Ricky or Mickey. Oh, Noel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Noel. Noel, what's no, his face? No, no, no Clark. No, not Edmund. No Clark. It's not Edmund. No, no, no Clark. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no Clark as um, Mace Windu. <laughs> That was a, yeah. Yeah. Samuel L. Yeah. Jackson. Also character, disgraced. Yeah. Yes. What about uh, Lando Calrissian? Needs to be on the older side. So yeah. It's got to be then um, probably the actor who played Ryan's dad 
in the late in the oh um in the later episodes on um Jodie Whittaker's series because I've seen some dimensions in that in that actor to be honest that kind of would work you know he's got he can control his emotions at least compared to the other actors of doc, of that era of Doctor Who so. Yeah, I'm completely fresh. I'm completely fresh out now. I think we've yeah. already exhausted the. Uh, so, so what we gathered from that is that Christopher Eccleston's going to be very busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, in keeping with this week's theme, I've got five Doctor Who related questions for you to answer. Question one. The author of which other iconic British sci-fi franchise was previously the showrunner of Doctor Who in the late 1970s? Question two. The fifth Doctor, Peter Davison, shares his real surname with which new series showrunner? Yes, it is, yeah. I had to think about that for a second, but I've got it. Question three. Which lost Shakespeare play featured in the episode The Shakespeare Code? I am just putting a random Shakespeare play because I forgot. And I probably, you probably said, asked this question 30 times in the past now, James, and I still won't get the answer right. Question four. Patrick Troughton and John Pertwee both served in which branch of the armed forces during the Second World War? Yes, I think I'm going to be today's big loser. Well, you've got a one in three chance with that one, so. No, if I don't know my history, it could be the uh, Serbian Marines. Finally, question five. Which actor, whilst playing the Doctor, married his companion, then subsequently divorced her whilst they were both still on the show? I'm ready. Yep. Ready for the answers. Are you, Rob? Rob? Yep. Go ahead. Okay. Question one. The author of which other iconic British sci-fi franchise was previously the showrunner of Doctor Who in the late 1970s? Anyone? (laughs) Douglas Adams. Um, yeah, but the uh, the question was which sci-fi franchise, not the author. Yeah. Oh. oh well, it's Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy then. It is, yeah. Well, Maybe. I thought it's George Lucas Star Wars. Okay, well, not British, but okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I can I, think of. I didn't have a clue. I didn't buy anything though. Question two. The fifth Doctor, Peter Davison, shares his real surname with which new series showrunner? Russell T. Davison? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Uh, I suppose it's uh, an educated guess. uh, No, I I only uh, got this because I remember the name of his daughter. Yeah. uh, The showrunner was Stephen Moffat. The daughter was Georgia Moffat, now married to the previous Doctor. Question three. Which lost Shakespeare play featured in the episode The Shakespeare Code? I'm not I'm not answering because I don't want to, I don't want to embarrass myself. <laughs> I'll answer then, shall I? Yeah, yeah, yeah you'll answer. Go on then, Stephen. Um Love's Labour One. Wow. Yeah. Oh I am correct. Love's one. I am correct. Okay then. Why didn't I you tell me, Steve? <laughs> That's why I said, why don't you say it, David? I realised you had the same answer as I did. That was a oh, did you get it right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a guess. It's confusing because there's a play that isn't a lost play called Love's Labour's Lost, and the sequel yeah. Love's Labour's One is the lost play. Anyway. Yeah. Um Question four. Patrick Troughton and John Pert, we both served in which branch of the armed forces during the Second World War? 
I'll start since it doesn't sound so stupid. Royal Air Force. No. Oh, I I went for Navy. It is the Navy. The uh, yeah, John Pertwee became famous for a radio, a long-running radio comedy show called The Navy Lark. Oh right. And finally, which actor, whilst playing the Doctor, married his companion, then subsequently divorced her whilst they were both still on the show? Rob? I'm not answering any of these. (laughs) Rob? (laughs) No. When are you ready, Rob? No. (laughs) No. We we wait upon your leisure. No. 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 (laughs) What was your guess? Anyone? Damien? Colin Baker. I went for the other Baker, Tom Baker. It was Tom Baker, yeah. <laughs> you can have half a point for the surname, though. <laughs> Yay! And one and a half above Roberts, maybe. What has Robert put? <laughs> I haven't put anything. <laughs> uh, so you had a one in, I'm not set, had a I'm one not... in 12 guess, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I was wrong anyway. So tally up your points, everybody. Yeah. Already tallied up mine. Are we? We wait upon you unless you're Rob. Uh, three. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Thou liest, thou shag-headed villain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the questions I got wrong was the first one and, uh, and the last one, obviously. Huh. Looks like I'm eating my words. <laughs> I have got yeah. one and a half. <laughs> yeah, that's why you shouldn't speak uh. too soon. <laughs> well, I've got five out of five. Oh, well done. So it looks like Steve is today's big loser. Uh, <laughs> well, that what? means that uh, Damien is today's big loser. Ta-ra! And that noise means we've once again come to the end of an episode. If you like what you heard, don't forget to like, comment and subscribe. This podcast is also available on a number of other streaming platforms. Why not check us out on Spotify? Don't forget to check out the links in the description for our other channels and websites. On that note, it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. It's a bye-bye from me. And to blaze out, here's James's version of the Doctor Who theme tune from our production of Aladdin in 2019. As always, we hope you enjoyed this episode, and until next time, goodbye. <laughs>